Welcome to the Field Viewpoint, a digital farming institute podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Sled. This is not just another ag tech podcast. Here, we have real field view conversations with real field view champions that move beyond the button pushes and standard sales pitches. Whether you're a seasoned seller looking to sharpen your digital sales skills, or you're just starting your journey using digital tools in the field, this podcast is designed to help build your confidence with your competence. Well, in today's episode, we are talking to a channel FSR and his climate champion dealer about how they use FieldView to advocate for their products and solve customer problems. Let's get started. Well, hello, DFI listeners and everyone else who's listening to this podcast. Uh, we are back with the Field Viewpoint, and we are interviewing two uh, legends, I'm going to say, legends in the field as far as their use of Field View. Um, and they come from my backyard in Illinois. Uh, we have James Ferris, who is a channel FSR, and we have Chris Adkins, who is his dealer, uh, who owns a Central Illinois Seed Company. And the two gentlemen here are joining Andrew and I to have a conversation. We're talking about advocating for FieldView, and we're really talking about how they use FieldView to strengthen the, the relationships with their customers, as well as how they help customers solve problems and advocate for the solutions that Bayer can provide. So with all of that, um, I'm going to pivot to just let these guys introduce themselves. Um, like I said, they, I consider them legends, just knowing some of their story and uh, how they've really just catapulted their business with FieldView. Um, guys, let's get started with asking the question of where uh, where did you get introduced to FieldView? How did you get started in this digital ag space? Give us a little bit of background on yourselves. Yeah, I, I could take that. So yeah, hey, hey Val, thank, thanks for the question there. Um, so just kind of give you a little bit of a background, you know, on on how I got started in the in the digital egg. I got started. I, I remember when when they first brought that out. You know, everybody thought, oh man, we we got it. We got ourselves an electronic rain gauge, you know, and some things like that. And uh, you know, I mean, definitely, I mean, climate has been way more than than a than a rain gauge, and, and really, you know. Everything that we have now learned and everything that we do with climate, I mean, climate is something that 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 I pretty much we use on a daily basis, um, you know, with, with the growers. And, uh, you know, it, it is something that, you know, we use to quantify, you know, a lot of a lot of different trials and different things that, you know, that we're doing with the grower, you know, in, in the past when maybe we was unable to quantify things or or we had, you know, how, how did this do or, you know, or how did that do? You know, so that that uh, you know just has really kind of helped us, you know, quantify a lot of different things that we do do. Yeah, just just like James said, um, I started my career or my sales career working for a local retailer, um, and I actually had the opportunity to be involved in uh, Field Scripts the second year that it was released. Um, I can't remember for sure what year that was, um, but then several years later, whenever I had the opportunity um, to go out on my own and start my own seed dealership. Um, you know, I quickly seen the valuable insights that it offered, um, and I started trying to get as many customers as I possibly could um, to adapt to using it um, to collect good data. Um, what I seen at the time, there was a lot of data, um, a lot of data that wasn't being used, and then there was a lot of poor data that um, just wasn't good for much. Um, at the time, I'd had a very good um, connection with uh, my climate field view support team and then I had a, a, another really good friend 
that was on the that worked in like the precision ag part of the thing so we would go around um looking at these growers equipment and seeing what and wasn't compatible um and trying to get that equipment switched over um in the early stages to where it was compatible to collect good data um and in turn i think that that data that was being collected that was shared um helped give me more confidence in my products and product placement um, and I truthfully believe that that's something that helped me grow my business faster than I could have if I didn't have that that at my at my disposal. Outstanding information there, as you guys have talked about engaging daily with climate and solving uh, trials to help quantify personally with a customer doing placement. And you you guys obviously have a long track history with the product. What I'd kick us off with an easy one is. How does FieldView strengthen the relationship with customers? You know, for me, it's a it's a major part of how we make decisions on that farm. Um, you know, generally, I try to have at least one, if not two, winter meetings um, with each <laughs> operation. Um, and we try to discuss likes and dislikes from the previous year. Um, myself as a dealer, I can't see everything that the grower sees on a day-to-day basis. Um, but with climate, that gives me the ability to be able to monitor progress, whether it's planting or harvest progress, um, maybe watch for insights. Maybe maybe a hybrid didn't get put exactly um, exactly where it was supposed to be. Um, maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. Um, you know, watch for problems. Um, and then at the end, when it's all said and done, maybe highlight some things that maybe would have got overlooked. Um you know, in, in the, the hustle and bustle of, of farming um, to bring that back. And um, I think think doing that, that gives a, a pretty personal touch um, compared to maybe what the competition is doing other than just being a salesperson, um, trying to look at the, the whole farm picture um, and do what's best for them. I, I think that that shines through pretty quick to a grower what, that you're trying to do what's best for them, not what's best for you. And that that builds a relationship really, really fast. The old adage is people buy for their reasons, you know, not ours. And I really appreciate your thought around that. One thing I'd like to just ask both of you is you've got trust with that customer. Obviously you're using FieldView to help present solutions and identify problems. How did you go about maybe getting those sharing relationships established so you could better understand and identify those problems for each customer. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that one there. Um, so, I mean, you you, uh, you, you said, you know, how, how did we get that uh, customer bought into that? It goes back to relationship, right? Um, it goes back to being that trusted advisor, um, the, the one that they're going to trust. They're they're not going to turn just anybody loose with their with their data from their farm, right? Or or their yield history. Um, it, it goes back to all 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 the things that that we do to build that trust, become that number one trusted advisor. Once we have that number one spot, then you know we, we're able to you know use this climate field view. We we sit down with them because it, it's really i mean you think about climate field view it's kind of like you and your checkbook right you your checkbook tells you the story climate field view tells you the story of that grower and you know i mean that you you got to get to that trusted point to be able to where you can have these conversations outstanding yeah, energy I, right there 
Go ahead, Chris. I, I was just going to tie on to what James says is that it's, it's, it's evidence whether a solution does or doesn't work. Um, at the time that we're in in modern agriculture, I believe there's more people with poor solutions at the farm, farm gate than there are probably good solutions. Um, so with climate having the evidence whether it, it works or it doesn't for that operation, um, like I said, being the person that's trying to trying to help the grower weed out the poor decisions, I, like I said, that's becoming that trusted advisor. That's that's how that's how you that's how you get to where you want to be. Outstanding, right there. As I recall, there's at times a lot of different things that come out, and certainly a lot of um, promises made yet. If you're doing a nice job on those trials, you can really answer, did those expectations and promises come true? I'll ask you one just slightly different here. Do you have a favorite trial y'all have helped somebody conduct on the farm that's really impacted the customer and you've seen that solution further your business by engaging with that trial through FieldView? Yeah, I'll, ju- I'll jump on that one. Um, yeah, so... I mean, it, it's just kind of around the whole high yield management piece and, and aspect, right? Um, you know, we, we've done, you know, different fungicide trials, uh, multi-pass nitrogen trials and different things. And um, I mean, I, I can remember it, it wasn't too many years ago. Let, let's go back about seven years ago. I mean, fungicide used to be a big, big topic. Do I need to do it? Do I not need to do it? And I mean, climate, um, we've used uh, this platform to really show the growers, you know, exactly what is that advantage with, you know, doing fungicide, whether it be fungicide on your corn or whether it be fungicide on your beans, you know, by leaving uh, strips, you know, and trials out there. And then, you know, you tie that field health imagery piece in with that, right? So I I remember we would see, you know, like during the summertime, um, you know, the farmer would be questioning, leaning up to harvest. I wonder if this is going to pay. You go back, you look at that field health imagery, and you could see the stripes across the field, you know, from where the checks was. So, I mean, it it helped to ease that farmer's mind. Is this going to pay? And and then, you know, then we would use that platform in the fall there to uh, to record yields. And obviously we we seen, you know, seen the yield bump. So that's just one that really kind of sticks out to me is is the fungicide piece and how we tie that with the uh, uh, with the field health imagery. Yeah, for myself to say that I have just one that sticks out. Um, as far as a trial being better than another. I don't know if I necessarily have one that's better than another. Um, I do, um, I guess my pause there. I'm trying to get my thoughts. Uh, I do have an instance early on in my sales career, um, even before uh, climate field view, um, to where the, the operation was a um a dad that basically was in charge of the operation um and i had a son um, that was similar to my age and the son was constantly wanting to try uh the latest and greatest stuff and the the father which was in charge of the checkbook he was he was constantly saying no 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 and every every year we and i didn't realize we were doing it um until about year three or four um they would come in um and do their their prepays and stuff and they kind of 
we, we did our business and they kind of stood around and they, uh, I said, you don't have anything for us. I said, what do you mean for us? What, what are you talking about? I said, trials, you don't have any, anything for us to try. I'm like, Oh yeah, I've, I've got all kinds of stuff for you to try. What well, that kind of instilled in the back of my head that growers want to be challenged, whether they admit it or not. Um, and whether they do it or not, they, they most, most of them want to do better for their operation. Um, you know, later, you know, later in life, now that they have the, the equipment and they're compatible with actually quantifying that data, um, at two X is that, but that, that kind of says something off in the back of my mind is that people want to be challenged. Um, and like I said, that's most of my growers, I'll at least do one or two trials on every year, whether it's something as simple as a seed treatment or a population trial or, or a nitrogen rate being um, higher or lower than what we've done in years past. Um, so like I said, with, with climate, you, I have that ability to, to challenge them and then we can, we can put a value on it when it's all said and done. Thank you for that. And what you're really conveying, uh, both of you have said that field view does matter to present that solution, find the answer, and realistically, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're saying, hey, before I had that opportunity, it might have got there. You're saying with field view, you're getting to those answers and you're advising for the right reasons as you move ahead. And I, I just tip my hat to you because that's what it's all about, helping those customers find that success. And Andrew, I'm going to add too that what's really starking about both of your responses to that question, gentlemen, is that um, it's bringing to mind what we've been talking a lot about internally in Bayer. Uh, it's it's public knowledge that we're going through a lot of changes, and we're talking a lot about trying to become more customer focused and customers at the center. And it seems like FieldView has been used in both of your examples, from the fungicide to the trials. Like we're we're not. I don't hear y'all thinking about your own product needs, you're thinking about what the customer needs. And FieldView creates a holistic circle around what are the solutions that need to be brought to their needs as opposed to, you know, me selling more seed or me, you know, you're you're keeping them at the center. And I, I just think that's really cool. Um, and I want to call that out that we as Bayer are trying to become more customer focused in how we provide solutions. And you're doing that through FieldView. What I'd like to uh, uncover with you a little bit is what are the your favorite layers or maybe favorite tools that you find yourself going back to time and again as you're discussing problems, you're working to find that solution with the customer? Probably for me, um, my, my most favorite is probably the region reports. Um, there's just so much to have a whole field um yield report that that's that's nice but then there's so many things in my my area of the world that could influence you know 10 acres out of a 40 acre field um so that region report's pretty nice for me to go in there um and select this region and see actually what happened on that specific piece of the farm um that one's probably my most favorite um during the summer, it seems like I'm using that that imagery um, quite a bit um, to try to figure out where I need to scout, where's good areas, where's bad areas, um, where where do we need to focus our scouting on? Um, those for me are probably my two 
two favorites that I use the most. Yeah, just to kind of echo there what what Chris is saying. So that that uh, that uh, field region report is something I I feel like is a, is a big tool. Um, you know, it really you know you're able to take down right. You're you're not looking at the whole field. You're able to take down and look at exactly what happened in this you know three acres or ten acres or however big we we make that region. Um, you know, it, it really does tell the you know tell the story. Um, you know in a way that can help us figure out, you know, if there was an issue, then go back and, and overlay that uh, region report there that on the yield analysis, overlay that there with our field health imagery, right? So if we was having a problem, then we can go back and we can look at that region, you know, that we made, then we can go back and we can look in our field health maps, you know, throughout the year to see, you know, hey, what was our field health maps telling us something that was going on there? Um, you know, so I, I really think both of those are good. And and one that really kind of probably gets kind of overlooked a little bit is the soil sergo map, right? Um, when, when we think about um, building, you know, scripts and, and different things like that, um, you know, that that is one that, you know, we're, we're going to build that off a of soil type. I mean, we've got to know what soils are in there. So I, I really think that that's a map that probably does get overlooked a little bit, but it's actually something that, you know, tells, you know, tells a great story. Thank you for those insights. The uh, field region reports to me are very impactful, and I, I call out in case folks aren't aware, the field region report by application is a new uh, powerful opportunity, as both of these gentlemen have mentioned, the ability to drive the fungicide uh, application, and, and maybe you could use it for other applications as well, but uh, encompassing that with yield, uh, the soils, anything with uh, the equipment layer, really that's been tracked and uh, very powerful, but simple and effective tool. What would you say um, is most impactful to tr to use YieldView in terms of presenting the solution? Do you try and line out like hybrids and varieties by field and, and place those? Do you use the reports in that discussion? Can you give any insights as to how you might advise using FieldView and the solution? So for myself, um, like I said, I've got trials that I try to challenge my growers on every year. Um, so when we're sitting down and we're reviewing stuff, we're, we're, we're paying attention um, to those, those farms that the trials were on. Um, and of course, there's going to be fields that they thought maybe were off pace and we need to figure out why those were off pace we, we t try to target those and then there's some that were really really good um and we try to figure out what we did there and try to duplicate it um i try to go on a field by field basis i want to sit down um most of the time um, i bring them into my place um we'll put it up on a tv screen and we'll go field by field um because a lot of the insights I don't, I don't know all these farms. Um, I'm not physically on them. Um, you know, maybe there's a farm that I've been selling seed to for five years, and I didn't know that. I, I personally would categorize that farm as, as a, as a wet farm. Well, I've never been told it's a wet farm. Um, so that's why I think it's pretty important myself, uh, not so much to look at just reports. I want to look at maps. I want to see, see what it looks like, and then we can dive into it. You know. A little bit more in depth if we think we we need to um that trifecta right there is powerful between the customer experience 
your knowledge and wisdom based on the channel uh, product line and your speed pro experiences and then taking what the data is actually telling you and, and melding that recommendation. Would you guys um, possibly share with us a little bit as you get solutions put together at some point you're gonna face an objection how do you use field view to overcome those objections be it a placement question a price question uh, maybe it's a, a trial uh, objection yeah I'll, I'll take that one um here i'll start off on this and so you know i mean how how I you know so let's say for instance let's look at price so let, let's say that the grower is pushing back on price um you know by by having you know data in your climate field view of that hybrid how that hybrid has performed over their farm um or even neighboring farms right you know you, you can set down and say let's say channel 21509 um, has a 15 bushel advantage across their farm year over year over, you know, over a different channel hybrid, you know, but yet we're, we're asking $20 more a bag for, for that hybrid, right? I mean, so we, when we look at 15 and take today's price at $4 corn, you know, I mean, you're, you're at $60 an acre. So, you, you know, you take that, you know, and times that by, you know, how, how many acres they're, they're getting out of their bag and you show them really what the value of that hybrid is really bringing to them and, and like i say you use climate field view to quantify qualify you know what they are seeing on their own farm from a yield standpoint to me i mean that that's a that's a good way to you know to be able to handle that yeah for, it, for right? me objection objections usually um in the heat of the moment they it's almost like they forget something i mean so if you put yourself in a grower's shoes at harvest time all the stuff that they have going on they've got to worry about marketing um you know trucks and logistics elevators and elevator hours and manpower and weather i mean just basically trying to make sure production doesn't stop um a lot of times what they they say happens in the heat of the moment we know when you're talking to them let's say you know they're in the field and they say all oh, that it was just it was all right it was okay um usually when you go back and look at that more times than not it was better than what they said at the time they just they had so much other stuff going on um i said i use climate a lot in them objections to bring it back to center and let's refocus on it after the heat of the battle um may, maybe it was a dud maybe what we did didn't work but then more times than not it was better than what they let on and they just they they didn't have the time to i guess to to remember it and process it I reminded the old adage, uh, react versus respond, and what you both have conveyed is is bring it back to that customer, take a minute to think through and respond. Obviously, farming is fa fast-paced. There's a lot of complexity, and I will call back to Chris. I think you mentioned this in the beginning is, hey, I'm, I'm not necessarily able to see everything on a daily basis, and I'm reminded of that. I don't think any of us gets to ride with the customer each day and see what's going on yet FieldView can provide that opportunity through harvest and, and post-harvest to go back and revisit and bring some of those things to light that maybe we've forgotten because there was just so many other things on their mind that day, keeping the operation moving. What I would ask out of you is um, maybe shifting gears just quickly. 
you commented on trials. And I know that more and more folks are starting to prescriptively seed or put variable rate planning recs in. How does FieldView help you maybe take that step and help customers realize that variable rate planning might be an opportunity for their acre? So for myself, um, especially if a guy has a planner that's that's compatible and isn't doing um, variable rating already, um, when we're setting down and we're we're going over um, the previous year's yield reports and going over the likes and dislikes of the, the year before, um, you know, I'll pop up a soil map. Um, you know, in my part of the world, it's it's not uncommon to have six different soil types in a 40-acre field. Um, and then you just ask the question is with all these soil types and range and productivity, um, why are we planting them all the same? Um, and that comment there usually gets some wheels to, to thinking. Um, like I said, it's uh, usually it, we walk before we run with it, um, but more times than not, we stick with it. Um, once we do it, like I said, that that question is why 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 aren't we doing this? Um, that that's usually how I handle that. And like I said, usually usually get some guys to start trying it, and we've had pretty good success with it. Yeah, to kind of piggyback off there, what Chris is saying, you know, is is you know the the growers that do have the capabilities of being able to variable rate, right? You know, n- not everybody has you know a variable rate planner has the you know has the option to be able to do that. But the growers that do have that and that we, you know, that we are currently working with, I mean, it, we we go back and we look at all these hybrids. These hybrids respond to different soil types, right? You know, a, a salesman can come in down the road and say, hey, this is just a universal hybrid. It'll go across many acres. There might be some truth to that, but we all know, too, it's got certain soil types that it's going to excel on. And, you know, by using climate, you know, and, and you know, we're, we're able to look at that, you know, throughout the year, make, you know, look at our, make region reports, do it, you know, overlayer that with the soil sergo map, you know, that, that it has. And, you know, by doing that, that has helped us be able to figure out which hybrids like what soil types, right? And then when we sat down with that grower, and, and like Chris had mentioned there, you know, I mean, in, in our part of the country, you know, right, we're in the transitional soil part here. And, uh, you know, there there could be multiple different soil types, you know, across that 40-acre field. So, I mean, if we look at that and we're able to maximize that grower's acre, because that's what this is all about. It's about maximizing the grower's acre. And by doing that is, is if, if we can use the uh, scripting piece of that and uh, overlayer that, you know, with the soil types, I mean, you know, we're, we're bringing the solution to the farmer. With that kind of final question I might ask you as you think about some of your customers building. So from your conversation, you've got customers that really trust you, you're advising, doing scripts, doing a number of trials. How does it sound from the customer side of when they say, hey, what else can I do, Chris or James? Do they ask you about, you know, some of the Bayer digital pipeline, like new business models or Presion? I'll let you take that one first, James. All right. Yeah, so so we we definitely get challenged by our progressive growers, right? And, you know, I'll be honest, you know, they don't always know what's coming down the pipeline or exactly maybe what Bayer has, you know, 
you know, beyond what they're currently dealing with. So, you know, I mean, it, I, I love when the grower challenges us, you know, hey, what, what else can I do? Because then I know that they're really, they're bought in. They're, they're bought in on what we are delivering to them. And, and, and so now we have them in a good head spot to where they're thinking, okay, they're, they're trying to maximize their acres. And, you know, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it. Um, you know, then, you know, that goes into, you know, the Persian that goes into like the short corn, you know, and different trials, you know, different things that we have going on out there. And, you know, and, and there, I will say one thing, there is always, they're always asking, hey, what is new coming down climate? You know, is climate going to add another digital tool, you know, to this toolbox and, and different things? So they, them are definitely questions that, we, that you know, that we do get asked. Yeah, and then then I actually, whenever, you know, these growers are asking them this questions, um, you know, when we do have some opportunities, some new business models, um, I actually kind of propose it to them as a reward um, to them as a grower for being, a, you know, a top-tier grower. Um, this is something that not everyone has the opportunity to play with. Um, not everyone has opportunity or has the ability to see this technology and get the, the insights that it provides. Um, and then also on top of that, you know, some of these, these new things, their feedback is actually, um, being used to help mold this model to make it even better in the future. Um, whenever you approach it like that, um, and, and make the grower feel really, really involved in, and in how, you know, some of these new models come out, um, I feel like I get really good participation growers feedback. Guys, y'all have done an incredible job today answering some of Andrew's questions and and we're pulling out all these different experiences. One thing I think about is in the state of Illinois, I know your stories have been told quite a bit. Um, In fact, some of our listeners, if you're from Illinois, you probably know James and and Chris fairly well. Um, We've done a good job of really selling how how Fieldview and Stone and Channel now, you know, have worked so well together. But uh, for the rest of the country, frankly, I, I don't know that they've heard some of your best stories. So I'm giving you a chance right now. I want you to share your favorite Fieldview story, like when Fieldview just made the difference. Um, if you were just sitting down with a new dealer or or FSR trying to understand why Fieldview, what's your why Fieldview story? I'll, I'll take the first one off on that one. Um, so in, in the past, um, I, I had a grower that totally would just, I mean, he would just beat me up over price, price on the bag of corn. And, um, you know, he was, I mean, he, he would nickel and dime me over 10 bucks. And, uh, you know, now, and, and so we got that grower on Climate Field View and we got to doing all these trials and, and, you know, got him up to, you know, for instance, I'll just tell you the first time that I dealt with him, he was planting. So th- this has probably been, 12 years ago, so I've been in the business 16, so it's probably been 12 years ago. Um, the grower was at like 28,000 population, 160 pounds of actual in, you know, and farming thought he was going to save his way to prosperity. And, uh, you know, and and got, got him in on the climate program and platform and got to really showing him, got to doing different trials on that farm and, and how, you know, climate showed him the results. And it's one thing to bring somebody results of what's going on down the road, but when you can show them what is happening on their own farm, that's what that's what they want to see. And I, I'll be honest with you, we I got that grower today, Chris and I do, 
And uh, I mean, he is pushing, pushing the uh, every limit that he can. He's 36,000 population, multi-pass nitrogen spraying fungicide, and the price of his seed never comes up in question. Never. Oh, wow. I, I don't think he has asked, you know, hey, what what is my price of my corn or my beans going to be? That's so it. It, it that climate helped take that price piece out of the conversation. So kind of to key up, you know, James is, you know, where, where he's at on things. I, I to have just one one instance is pretty hard. Um, but what he's saying, we've, we've pretty much done on a broad spectrum. I feel like whenever I, especially whenever I went out on my own, I felt like price was something that was talked about a lot. Um, and you were you were getting beat up, you know, for for two or three dollars here and five bucks here. Um, that that didn't amount to a whole hill of beans and the whole thing. Um, I can honestly say now, um, I have very few price conversations whatsoever. Um, that built a tr- climate's helped build a trust level with these guys that they know that I'm looking out for what's best for them. Um, I'm not trying to make a quick dollar off of them. Um, if they're successful, my my business is successful. Um, and in turn, in doing that, um, just the relationships that I've built with some of these people, um, there's several of them that I would have never had the opportunity to meet and know. And I mean, there's several of them that I would call really good friends. Um, and like I said, without climate and having that tool to to show them that I cared, I don't know if I'd been, I don't think I'd be where I am today as far as without it. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say one last thing here. You know, w- when we talk about the time that it took in these price conversations, right, that that takes time. Now, by not having those conversations, we are now being able to have conversations with that grower of how to take their farm to the next level, how, how to bring more yield to them, you know, because it, that without having that ball and chain of, of of the price conversation and having to go back and, and negotiating and different things like that and gets the firmer off track, all of that is put to the side and we can truthfully have, you know, what what is the number one cover, you know, the number one piece piece is the farmer and how to take their operation to the next level. And if I may say, you're getting past just that kind of boilerplate objection to getting down to true needs and really finding those next level pieces. And I, I commend you all for that. Those are two powerful examples right there. Thank you for those. Yeah, one major takeaway I'm getting from this whole conversation is just how integral it seems FieldView has become to both of y'all's way of business and the way that you orient yourselves with your customers. Um, the listeners here, I'm hoping, are you know inspired, and I just want to leave them with a little bit of where where they could go next if they're wanting to do as y'all have done. How do you how do you make FieldView integral to your your way of selling? Um, what advice would you give if you were so in their shoes, just getting started with FieldView? You know, first off, I think I think you need to learn it forwards and backwards. Um, you need to target your customers and know um, which customers are compatible and and which ones aren't. Um, I mean, there's there's still I still have customers that they don't collect any data. Um, I'm using shared data from other farms um, to kind of help make decisions on their farms, but 
but trying to trying to target what uh what 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 stuttering i'm trying to target um people that are capable of using it that aren't using it right now um sorry my mind's went blank (laughs) you're Um, fantastic keep going trying to target those growers that are compatible with using the technology and then think outside the box. What's, what's something that no one stopped at their farm gate and has tried to sell them on as far as a practice, a solution. Maybe you're not even going to, to try to sell them anything that you, that you're selling yourself. Maybe you're bringing a solution. Maybe you're bringing an idea. Um, and like I said, with that, that's how I did it. Um, like I said, I, I wanted to think outside the box and use it differently. <clears throat> yeah, to kind of echo there what Chris is saying there, I'd, I'd like to throw one in here. Um, I, my, my advice would be is, is get to know the platform forwards and backwards. You've got, you've got to have a firm understanding of it. <clears throat> and then, you know, I mean, you're, you're, if you're in, you know, you're in the seed business, you know, you, you've got that, that Bex grower or that Pioneer grower down the road, you know, stop in there talk climate with that person don't don't talk seed you know with them talk climate show them what climate can do for their farm because climate can measure becks just as good as it can measure channel and and pioneer right so you you do that and you you get in with that grower then you you know you become the trusted advisor with that grower then it's a whole lot easier to sell that grower channel seed in the future I am shook right now, James, because you are talking about selling FieldView. And and I mean, really, our mantra around here with Digital Farming Institute is selling with FieldView. But you're talking about selling FieldView to be able to sell with FieldView. Like, that's pretty incredible that this is a tool in your toolbox that can open up new customer relationships. Um, That's pretty awesome. Um, Andrew, do you have any final comments before we close things out? Good. Okay. Well, folks, um, I I'm blown away by James and Chris today. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for your time. Um, such cool stories that you both have shared today. I uh, I feel like I owe so many thanks to every one of our podcast interviews. But for you guys, I really believe that there's a gator hunt in your future from South Florida, where I'm from. Um, Just saying, this has been an incredible conversation. I owe y'all a lot. Um, Guys, stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to discuss the ins and outs of how we support variable rate scripting and FieldView seed scripts. Until next time, this has been the Field Viewpoint. Services and products offered by Climate LLC are subject to the customer agreeing to our terms of service. Our services provide estimates or recommendations based on models. These do not guarantee results. Agronomists, commodities, brokers, and other service professionals should be consulted before making financial, risk management, and farming decisions. More information at climate.com legal disclaimer. Fieldview is a trademark of Climate LLC.